0: All right, guys, welcome to the debut episode of the PackCast. Uh, I am Adam Ball. Uh, with me is Vince Rodriguez, Curtis Agner, Casey Do. and uh, hopefully we're going to talk about all the fun things that uh, goes on in the PackRats uh, pawn shop world, and uh, eventually, you know, we'll uh, do some more stuff that you want to hear. Stop into the store and say, hey, I want to hear about this, or, you know, wherever you're listening to this, mm, I'm sure you can probably leave a comment or something. I don't know. So here
1: we go. I like old barns and buildings, abandoned, half fallen down, holes in the walls you can see right inside. I like tractors and trailers, old broke down hay balers, half sunk in the mud, lift right where they lie. Like junk just like dad did as dad did before, and my mother's antiquing sometimes goes too far. If you need a part to complete your collection, we got what you need. Come to JR's junkyard. I come from a long line of junkers. We buy more than we have ever sell. Well, for St. Peter says, son, you can't bring that stuff up here hope to have junkyards in hell
0: well, I hope to have junkyards in hell maybe like the beginnings of pack rats what are we at 16 years now 2 uh,
2: 2000s yes 16
0: 16 okay i heard that the other day and it blew my mind because i'm getting old man
2: we all are mm. not getting any younger <laughs> for sure but 2006 i think it was february
0: february of 2006 now I remember there being buildings and stuff there. Did you knock those down? Or was that gone before? Dad had bought Barney's when Barney's went
3: out of business
4: or retired or whatever. And so we always had that lot out back. And then, uh, of course, he sold that building to Northwest Real Estate. Mm -hmm. Kept two acres out back or whatever. And them houses still maintained to be up front. And then one day he just wanted to do it. I was... uh, selling cars at that time at integrity and i was like fresh out of high school i think it was oh five when we started building mm. so build a pole barn kind of just started there it was like pretty much a glorified thrift store or like a garage sale more or less i mean we didn't know nothing we didn't have a lot of dollar items yeah right I mean, we never we didn't have our pawn license for a while we didn't have our gun license for a while so I, was like, i remember
3: going in there yeah. and like there was like a countdown sign 14 days till guns. Yeah. 13 days till <laughs> I guns. don't remember that at all.
4: Yeah. And it was like handwritten receipts. It was goofy. I mean, it was nothing like it is now. But I think, I don't know exact timeline. I want to say them houses, maybe two, three years into it, I think we bought them
0: and tore them down.
4: But I don't even know. We might have built the big building or some of the additions maybe even before
0: we bought the houses and tore them down. I don't know why, but I can just I can vi- vividly remember that one house at the long lane right on the end that was closest to uh, Domersville. Mm-hmm. And I, when I heard it was 16 years ago, I was like, wait a second, that might have been right around when that got tore down. So that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I would bet them were probably 12 years ago, 13 years ago we tore them down.
2: Yeah, that's when we started doing car sales. So yeah, that came after mm-hmm. uh, probably had the large building addition.
4: I bet that was probably before we tore them houses down. I think the houses that got tore down were probably last after the end remodel where the vault is at and then before the bike showroom remodel so i would imagine it was probably two three four years into it but that was weird i mean i remember always driving past them houses too when i was a kid and <laughs> there's always old cars sitting by them and it's hard to even remember that they were even up there but it's hard to even imagine that we worked back there behind two shitty houses and we even debated even buying them houses like it was a big decision between me and dad to even I think he was kinda no and I was kinda yes and thank God we did. Who knows what'd be up here now.
0: I mean that whole side of town I would say is in a way better place than it was mm. back then. Um, yeah we got
4: you know Oakley's pharmacy mm-hmm. remodeled all their stuff and then we got Eric's ice cream, remodel, and then Kroger, like a half kind of remodel, but I mean Brand new Taco uh, Bell, brand yeah. new Taco Bell. Uh their house
2: is there, they tore them down. Yeah, and yeah. Put that oh table. yeah,
4: yeah. O'Reilly's Dollar General. I mean, none of that stuff was really when we started was ever there. So
0: I mean now all they need to do is figure out what to do with that little uh mini mall area that the Bargain right. used to be in and I think it's isn't it still owned the Plaza, by the uh Plaza Plaza credit center. Uh yeah, the credit adjustment people. Yeah, I
4: think uh, the Havers furniture is now, that's all Dream Center. I think that's all. Oh, uh, that's all Dream Experience Center now. Church, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well, um, I mean, I just know that whole place just needs a little little facelift. I know they used to have the go kart place back there, and then Ooh. they deep six that. They fill, They had to have filled in because mm-hmm. wasn't that like indented? Mm-hmm.
4: Well, High Bank. I remember riding carts back there. Yeah. And there was a uh,
2: video rental place back here too. Right? Uh,
0: video Express.
2: I thought that was in Shell.
0: No, there was one there, too. Yeah, um, the I think... Zone. Actually, no. Was Video Express or Video Connection sure back there? I remember being on
2: that real
4: tall sign with like the, yeah. the big marquee sign with all the little balls on it.
0: I, I haven't looked like, at that in forever. Is that, ball, is that sign still think up there? I it's still there. Yeah. I always liked the, the classic look of it. So, we, we talked a little bit about um, where you guys came from along the lines of, like, you started out in a small place, a thrift store, guns, and whatnot. Like, starting out, was it was it easy getting into the business, or... Was it kind of rough? Had to build up?
4: It just felt extremely easy. It's just like, I don't know, the demand was there, so mm-hmm. we kept growing. We just kind of like kept fulfilling a need that like it kept getting bigger. So it was obvious that you had to expand or obvious that you had to do this or obvious mm-hmm. this. So it was just, I don't know, it seemed like it came fairly easy. <clears throat> now the multiple store thing has been tough, <laughs> but uh, that's mainly just from an employee standpoint. But obviously in finances like buildings don't come free so
2: that's hard triple the inventory yeah
4: triple the inventory and then buying real estate and then more workers and sometimes the money isn't always there before everything else is you have to get everything else before the money comes so in order it's it's kind of that's been tough but it always seemed really natural in the early stage
0: so, like when you started everything, did you assume that it was going to eventually become some sort of—I don't want to say franchise, but almost is like no. with three stores or whatnot?
4: I don't think we had any. I, and first of all, it was always Dad's idea and something he wanted to do, and I was along for the ride. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just seemed fun. Of course, we clashed a lot in the early stages, but I think I maybe had bigger—I don't think I had any expectations. I think you just work, and then you just kind of notice that man, this could be more mm-hmm. and more. And more, and I think he was kind of at the point where he was like, this is enough. And I was like, well, it's kind of not. I mean, you know, like, I don't know. It just seemed like there was a big void to fill in doing what we do. And we just kind of kept doing it. And I don't know, people kind of kept coming and kind of just seemed natural to only take it to other towns. Not only oh, yeah. that, but like from a population standpoint, when Defiance, like you're here and there's 15,000 people, you can only do so much when you go to an area like Finley or something with... 50,000 people with a bunch of people traveling in from other, you know, cities and stuff working right off
3: of 75. Right.
4: So we can do everything that we do. And then it's almost even more appreciated over there. And there's more reward because of just purely population.
0: I was going to say, what brought the idea of Finley into the whole equation? Like why did you choose Finley out of all these areas that you could have expanded into? I think
4: it was always interesting because there was no shops in Finley. And it was a nice town. Safety was always like a number one concern for us. So, you know, like you start messing around with Lima and Toledo and it kind of gets a little bit sketchy and you don't right. want to put nobody in any kind of jeopardy. And there's also other stores there. And then there's other states like Fort Wayne or Angola. But, you know, that the, the pawn licenses and the rules and stuff change in different states. And we all run on a software that's all controlled. I mean, every state's different as far as mm-hmm. so it's just easier to stay in Ohio and, I don't know. You know, my cousin Cable obviously had a business there, so I was a little bit familiar with it. And it seemed like a nice town and there wasn't nothing else there. And I was like, well, seems pretty obvious. I don't know.
0: I mean, it's got to be good enough that you opened a second location. I mean, how long has the first location been open? Two years. Two years? February, yep. And that's kind of like your domain there, right, Vince? Yeah, for sure. So what uh, what do you see as like the advantages or the disadvantages or even whatever for the store... In, versus in Finley, in Finley, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: new people, new people, yep, okay, new people. It's it's nice to build your customer base. So people walk in that store, they have no idea what a pawn shop is because they've never been to one. Mm-hmm. So the education part you can take full grasp of, which is really nice because you know you get people walk in thinking a pawn shop and it's going to be a bunch of old tools and it's not. So it automatically changes people's perspective, which is awesome. Um, Defiant store is great. So there's no, there's like no comparison for me other than just new town, new people and new items get a little bit more traffic. So, uh, the, you know, the populations triple, you got three times the people bringing in stuff to sell, get loans on. Um, and then three times more buyers. Okay. Really really strong retail front.
3: One of the things I noticed about Finley, like just kind of different items. Like, in Defiance, we're hard-pressed to ever see, like, Mac items, Apple items. Finley, it seems like, they come through the door all the time. And then the same thing, like, kind of in a town, you see a lot of the same guitars just based on, like, what kind of stores were there. So, like, Defiance, I see a, a bunch of, like, Alvarez guitars, a bunch of Austin guitars.
2: Ibanez Gios. Yeah, Ibanez. <laughs> but, like,
3: I see a bunch of, like, different different types of instruments, like, along the same like I like Washburn. I see a lot of Washburn stuff in Finley. And it's cool. Like it's it's kind of cool just to see like the dealers in this area carry these these brands and the dealers in this area carry these brands and you see like the difference between those brands.
4: And but, it's all super refreshing and we're all like obviously born and raised Defiance mm-hmm. in Putnam County, I think her close is, enough. Right, right. right yeah, I've right. been Putnam here for like County, twenty right. years. I since. mean it's kind of a spin off of Defiance County but you know, as much as we love Defiance and we're all from here and we're hometown, but like we all fully aware too, that we're behind the times about 15 to 20 years here. Right. 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 So when you get to a place like Finlay, it's just completely changed. You know, like we sell Rolex watches over there, Louis bags, uh, you know, high end guitars. I mean, there's people over there with real money that like it's, I'm not saying there's not that here. It's just completely different. I, I just feel like we've always been behind the times here. Like, 15, 20 years behind the time. People are kind of stuck in their ways. Like, It's always kind of felt... I mean, we have a really good following here, but there's sometimes, like, in town, it seems like, oddly enough, sometimes people would love to watch you fail more than they would succeed here. Yes. You take it to Finley, everybody that comes in is like... They want to bring you, like, a plate of cookies. They're like, oh, my God, we're so glad you're here. It's good luck. Is there anything we can do? You know, like our neighbors at Tony's Restaurant, we moved in, and, I mean, we... We didn't really go introduce ourselves to them. They came to us and they're like, "Hey, you know what do you need? What can we do for you? We're going to plow you out in the in the winter. Don't oh, worry wow. about hiring somebody to plow your driveway. We got you." Like I mean, it was just like a weird community that kind of like rallied around us and it was like it's refreshing. It was refreshing, man. It was so nice. It's like it's such a great town. And, you know, after being somewhere for 15, 16 years, you kind of get things somewhat figured out and you're only going to do as much business as probably you're doing after 16 years. True, The growth is probably minimal at that point. We kind of grew and did what we could do. So to start all over again, to go to a different town, of course, the first one was with dad, you know, so he was kind of in control of the first half of defiance. So to do one on my own. Or with Vince, who's been with me from day one, or Mike, whoever, so we can all get our brains together and kind of make it our own thing versus something that kind of was handed down or trickled down from dad. Is kind of nice and refreshing for me to be able to put my own spin on something. Hey, this is my brainchild. This is my floor plan, my layout, my presentation. This is what I want. So that 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 was everything about it has just been great. So,
0: I mean, I, I would say probably one of the things that is really a testament to why you guys are successful is that it doesn't feel like a pawn shop. It feels more like a retail environment. And then also everybody who works there is very friendly. And I've known them since forever because like I'm a Tenora boy, you're a Tenora boy. I think you're Ayersville. So yeah, we don't like you as much, but (laughs) 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 even though I live in Ayersville now, I, I mean, it's, it's very local based and you really haven't had anybody who's really been nails on a chalkboard, you know, No,
4: and I think we stay away from that, or try to stay away from that, or you know, I've always tried to hire within or people that I knew or friends, or you know, first and foremost, trust is a huge thing, especially in what we do. There's a lot of opportunity to for sticky fingers and stuff to run off. So right, it's got to be trust, and hopefully we can teach the rest of it, which is found out to be harder than we thought. I mean, this is kind of like a business, like either you have it or you don't. You know, either you can hustle merchandise and buy it and sell it or you can't like it's, you know, values have always came pretty easy to me. It's something I've always done, whether it was on a school bus or at school or whatever, you know, <laughs> I just, I just, it just seems really, 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 really common and and easy, but the it's employee, managed. yeah, the employee part of it, like the brand I think is built on the employees we've been able to get. Like we have a certain way and a certain brand that we're after. And we try to get people that kind of follow along with that. You know what I mean? Like gotta be sociable to people in the store. I mean, you know, I've always said it and it kind of sounds weird, but you know, there's a lot of people that come into the store. Um, obviously we deal with people that are, that are on hard times or, you know, maybe down under luck or whatever, but you genuinely might be the only conversation they have that day. That's true. Whatever they're going through or whatever's on their mind or whatever brings them in, like, If you're not willing to kind of listen to that story. Some people I felt like over the years maybe just come in to conversate. They might not even be in there to buy nothing, sell nothing, or pawn nothing. But they just come in to get a load off their shoulders. And we hopefully listen and, you know, give them some input and hopefully make them feel better when they leave. And, I mean, it's just kind of like a coffee shop, but more to it than that sometimes.
0: Very much so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, growing up, I was a pawn shop kid. I used to go to Wooden Indian Pawn Shop all the time. Still do, actually. But, you know... Even from the early days of you guys, I come in there and, you know, maybe I don't find a damn thing I'm looking for, but hell, at least I can talk to you guys yeah. for a minute. It's always a good conversation. It's almost like when you go to a bar, like your right. hometown bar, you just want to go in there and have a drink, relax, have a nice conversation. I mean, maybe you don't even have a drink. You just want to, you're right, right. like get a load off or something like that. Right. I, I, you, we really have that kind of feeling, I believe. Without the threat of violence. Right, yeah,
4: exactly. (laughs) You don't got to get half crocked and worry about uh,
0: fighting in the streets. Nobody's going to smash Mm. you in the face with a bottle, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's came close a couple times. Now, we talk about safety and whatnot. What separates you from other places? Like, what kind of safety measures do you guys have in case anything does get wild in a shop? I don't know that we've ever... I don't know that it's ever came to...
4: I don't know. I just, I've never really ever... Obviously, there's stuff in place, mm-hmm. but I
0: mean, there's never, we've never, never had to get to the point to see where you know, it would we have really
4: we've never had a, a, we haven't had a disgruntled customer in years. I mean, we've had some in the past, but well, it happens. I it's just simple. think we all know now how to avoid that situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you more or less lay down and just listen to whatever they're saying and try to make it right. If they, you know, a 50 bucks sells a situation, if you got to give them some money back or return, like big deal, next deal you know like nothing's right. we have a really lax return policy like if someone buys a car for 2500 bucks and it breaks down in 2 weeks which obviously some of them do that's just i mean i buy it back like i don't even care like it's not worth losing a customer's business from that point moving
2: forward so you got to be really out of line right. to get you would have to be really kind of out of backlash. line and
4: and again it goes back to the employees and the people we hire i don't have any attitudes on the counters that i feel are standoffish with customers. That just doesn't fly. It just doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for the mesh of the employees that we have as a group and as a team. Like, you know, we want everything to be a family and everything to be fun. Like, I mean, we'll get together over to house over here and barbecue in the summer and cornhole, and I don't feel like we have anybody that doesn't get along with – I don't have anybody coming to me like, man, I, I hate Curtis. Fuck <laughs> Curtis. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, we just don't have that, which is nice. It's refreshing because, like, it's almost this – group of family outside of family which is really nice to have that camaraderie at work and all that stuff so obviously there's issues that come up that you have to address you know whether it be performance or whatever every now and then you have to correct stuff so then you feel really guilty about it when you do have to correct stuff but at the end of the day it's still a business but I would rather approach it from a friend and a family standpoint than ever be some kind of a boss or some kind of a kids
0: that's a that's an excellent answer to that because when i asked that question i'm not even sure what the hell i was expecting as an right. answer so that was a really really great way to answer that right. so i mean we've heard a little bit about where it came from um what are some of the milestones that as a company we've seen in this 16 years anything in particular
2: so we one store for the longest time right mm-hmm. so the additions i mean like two years into it we're building a huge huge addition then we add on and then we add on again. And then we buy two houses, tear them down. We stone the parking lot, sell vehicles. And then for, the, for a little while, that's what we did. I mean, that was a, kind of the stopping point. And then you go open up a new store, right? So mm-hmm. that, that milestone right there for me is the, the big one. It's, it's that leap. And like Casey spoke on this, you know, he started it by himself. Mm-hmm. And there was no dollar store stuff in it. There was no, you know, it was, it was everything that he wanted and it was a big, big leap. So I think the, the big store purchase is probably the biggest milestone we've had in quite some time. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. full growth for sure.
4: I mean we tried, we like Finley was something that me and dad originally I talked him into it. I don't know when it was, maybe oh seven, oh eight. I don't even know. well it might not have been that late, maybe twelve, thirteen. But we went down a couple of times and looked at some buildings and uh did it one at sheriff sale and we thought we were going to get it mentally we were kind of all in and mentally we were ready to go down and of course it didn't work out for some reason or another it fell through and kind of like you know pulled back for five six seven years which timing's kind of everything and and that would have been another store in a building that i wasn't necessarily set on but it would have worked for what we would have done but that's kind of a slower starter than I am he wants to kind of like buy smaller building that's half a piece of shit and kind of like work on it and do this and that and I would just rather not of course he has more money than I do so maybe one of these days I'll learn to save money but until then (laughs) but I would rather just come to the community make a really 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 good first impression we got a 13,000 square foot building it's all brand new it's all remodeled it's like boom we'd like when you come through the door you know we're for real versus like Oh, hey, you know, this is kind of we're just starting and, you know, maybe give us five, six years and we'll paint a few more walls and we'll add this like, you know, we we couldn't really afford to do that. So moving into a new area like Finley too, I also wanted to establish us and who we were and let everybody know we were there. And also, hopefully, because number one, not not a lot of people do what we do. And I think to the level that we do it, too, I don't know anybody really maybe dumb enough to throw <laughs> the effort into it that we throw. But hopefully it solidified us in Finley and also keeps further competition from coming into that area. Okay. Know, we got one big for real store and one little store that's kind of coming along. And, you know, hopefully somebody that looks in that area is like, yeah. So once we get that locked up, then we'll see where we go from there. So.
0: And we we're talking about the little store there. The uh, creation of the little store, I believe the story that I'd heard was that you were wanting to go to the other side of Finley because... Finley West and Finley East are almost like two different cities.
4: Yeah, so obviously being in Defiance, you know how lazy people get when the bridge was down. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, well, I'm not driving downtown. The bridge is closed, even though Defiance is a whole square, whatever, many miles. Like, you could throw a rock and be over, you know. So, Finley's no different, but a lot bigger. So, if you're on the Macomb, Ottawa side of Finley, you don't really go to the... Tiffin side of town, you know, out by Menards and stuff like that, you know, and people that are on that side of town travel in from work from Faustoria. And I'm not real familiar with the area, but Tiffin, Faustoria, et cetera, et cetera. And then they don't come to our other side of town. So we were missing a lot of traffic, I felt like. And there's also a little cash land store that's somewhere in between our two stores. So it's kind of like, you know, we knew that there was, all the cash lands have closed, right? So if there's still one existing in Finley must be a pretty good market. Mm-hmm. So we were missing some traffic over there. And uh, I work at the East store Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday, and probably 70% of the people that come into that store have never been to the big store. So me and Vince talked and Mike talked and we're like, you know what, you know, even if we open that store and nobody comes in, but it's basically a billboard. We were gonna rent a billboard or do some advertising well, we can rent a building for 2500 bucks a month which probably is what an advertising budget would run you and we could be in there and our customers our employee our brand can tell the story of hey check out this store hey check out our Defiance store so 75 percent of the people that come into that e-store you know they might not be like overwhelmed with the selection and stuff right now because it's kind of a slow going over there but we can say hey have you been to the big store and they're like no you got another store in finley where's it at i'm like oh here's a gift card go check out the big store. And you see him next week, check out the big store. Oh man, that store. That's he's like, we're going to go to defiance next week. So it's just kind of like advertising. We didn't expect a ton of success out of it, you know? Um, but I think it's doing exactly what we wanted it to do. But now, even though it's doing it, what we wanted it to do now, it's being held to different standards. Now we're like, Oh shit. Well, now we got to get it up to the standards of the other stores. So it's been exactly what we wanted, but also
2: somewhat of a little bit of a hindrance because <laughs> we're not satisfied with what it's doing. It's, it's hard to measure. Time. Right. You got big expectations for all the stores and one just is there right. and it does a little bit of stuff. And it's
4: super hard to put a value on or even try to figure out a return for the customers that are going to the other store. So like, I can't sit there and say, Hey, I sent 10 guys over to the West store today and they spent $1,400. So, you know, technically the store did this today. Well, it's not, but I think, and there's no way to prove this. I think that it expedited the growth of, the main finley store tenfold i really think that if we not had that little east store even though it's sitting there probably losing money and being a big thorn in our side that They'll probably the big store yeah the big store wouldn't be what it is
0: <laughs> but i mean we are putting money into that east store we're uh, got a big remodel on it coming up here right yeah we're going to start that tomorrow i
4: believe i mean it's not a big remodel but well, we're actually trying to so the struggle and i guess the question is is you know, obviously we like to have that little store over there. And I think me and Vince were kind of curious, you know, we've got two big stores that take five employees probably at least to run, you know, four there at any given time. And all these super expenses, all these big bills. And we're like, you know what? I wonder what it's like to run a small store, two guys, small expenses. Can we do the numbers that we do with the big stores with all the work? So it's kind of like a further ex- experiment or, question to be answered like you know when we move forward after these stores are they small stores or are they big stores and I think that answer I mean we'll find out because we got our gun license finally at the e-store so we'll find out we'll have a little bit more of a feel this next year on what kind of numbers that small store can do especially with a gun license just because it's so big of uh, big a bigger part of what we do but you know I mean I think it's kind of pointing towards the big stores people love the big stores, but they're a lot of work, and they're a mm-hmm. lot of money, and it's so much easier to sit at the e-store. And I mean, you can have nothing going on, which I hate days when nothing goes on because it's a pain in the ass. But at the same time, you can do a little bit of nothing over there and still be profitable or break even or, you know, I mean. it's weird.
0: I find, like, I get a lot of stuff done at that store. I don't, you I don't know. You get more stuff weird. done because there's
4: nobody there, so you get a lot done. If <laughs> no you go to that, if to you go that store actually. and you don't get your shit done, there's a problem.
0: Well, I mean, we're almost doubling our space once the remodel's done, correct? Yeah, I
4: think it's a thousand square foot or something like that. We got a gun license and bought a whole new kiosk of uh, display cases and all our displays are built. So we got like, you know, three times the DVD racks that are going in and then uh, 15 showcases go in. You know, the gun display, the gun showcases, we got uh, another, we're going to double the vinyl selection and then double the guitar and music selection too. We got room, we're going to move that. And so I think it's going to be a lot different, but, you know, access and parking on that strip plaza, you know, we don't rent everything we have, we buy. So to be in a plaza that's rented, shared with other tenants... And parking and access off of Tiffin, I mean, it's just been... Boo. Yeah. It's kind of not been ideal, but at the same time, you know, we're fresh off of two years of the big store, buying a building, spending X amount of dollars remodeling for a year. Like, you know, I mean, there's only so much money to go around, so...
0: Is the uh, Jed's building directly next to us? Yeah. Well, they got that parking lot, I suppose,
4: so... Yeah, they closed down, so that's... But it's still hard to get in, like, Tiffin or... You're there midday and people are there Mm -hmm. working. Oh, yeah. It's very busy. I
0: was going to say, when I had to run vinyl over there the other day, it was hard to find a parking spot, so I understand that, yeah. that's
4: Yeah, I I think they say Finley, like, I mean, this could be, this sounds like a crazy number, but I've heard it. 100,000 people travel to Finley every day to work. I mean, not, no, population's 50, but 100,000 travel there to work
2: there. I think it's a population of 50, 100,000 when the workday comes. Right, right, right. So it doubles. Oh, doubles. So 50,000 people commute, not 100,000. okay. But yeah, I believe it. I mean, and busy that little store. Tiffin's
4: the biggest traffic uh, road as far as traffic count too. I mean, we looked at that, and here we thought like we're coming from Defiance, so we don't really know much about Finley, Toledo, Fort Wayne markets and like real traffic. You know, so we seen this had the highest traffic counts. We're like, cool, man, this is like, oh, this is great. (laughs) And going you get there and you realize it's too much traffic. Customers can't get in. I mean, when I leave to go do something there today, like there's two ways to go out. In any way, I pick to go out the wrong way. I'm like, shit, should have went you out the You almost got to mix me turns a couple times. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, Flip flop
2: around. Terrible. But
4: it is what it is. I mean, it's, like I say, it's done what it's supposed to do. I mean, I, 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 I really think it's expedited the growth of the big store, which is what we're wanting to do. I mean, our lease is up in a year. So the big question we're kind of talking about now, or mulling over now is like, you know, do we buy on the east side, put another store out there, another bigger store. Can Finley handle two big stores? Or do we continue to rent and then focus in a different area? Or do we, now that the Finley store, the big store is established, do we pick up from that store and go to an area like Maumee or Sylvania hmm. or something like that? So Okay. I mean, that's kind of so, the next question.
0: So, I mean, you could say that business is doing so well that we're Still expanding.
4: We don't know. but I mean, it feels like it, but financially, we don't know. But, I mean, it just feels like, I I don't know.
2: Definitely feels like it's working.
4: But, see, the pawn industry is something way different. It takes so much time to cycle your money through and and really get profitable. And, I mean, I don't know if anybody fully understands what we do. So, you know, loans are a huge side of what we do. So, you know, if you go to a brand new area with a loan base of zero, You know, our defiance base, the loan side and the interest side is a huge side of that income-wise. So it takes seven, eight. I mean, I wouldn't say seven or eight. I mean, I think defiance took seven or eight maybe or something like that to grow to where it was and plateau out kind of, but Finley's growing pretty fast. Two years, we're pretty well on our way. Um, So, but you know, it takes at least two, three years of probably realistically losing money before you get profitable. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, you don't think about it, but every day money goes out the door. It's not guaranteed that it's coming back in. True. So, you know, you buy X amount of stuff in a day, you loan X amount out. Yeah, you you don't,
4: you know, it's not a a factory where you make this cup. You know, you make this cup for 50 cents, you sell for $1.50. And you know your employees are fixed, your costs are fixed. You know, you, you open up Monday morning and you loan a guy thousand dollars on this harley and 50 bucks on this cooler and the other guy comes in he's got a semi it's 2500 and the other guy comes in and he's got a gold watch it's 1500 and you know then you got to pay employees and then you got to pay you know and all of a sudden you don't have anything coming in because you're building your loan base so i mean it's it's a bit of a monster to keep up with but i think we're going in the right direction so that's why it's really hard to make these decisions sometimes for me and vince and mike and everybody because you're just projecting is all you're doing there's really no you don't have a checkbook sitting there with money just begging to be spent because it's spent every
2: day. So true, true. sometimes there's nothing in there. And, you know, we're talking about the last two years, which everybody knows the last two years were just insane. No idea, no predictions. I mean,
4: luckily it, and it, fortunate enough for us, I think the COVID stimulus and stuff allowed us to open two stores a lot cheaper than we should have been able to open them because our sales were so good. A lot of that profit went to the loan bases, and it allowed us to kind of break even or, you know what I mean, not lose as much or come out of pocket as much. So that was really nice.
2: Definitely. And obviously,
4: Defiance is super successful, so it helps a lot with uh, being able to open the new stores. It carries a lot of the weight and a lot of the load. You know, there was a time where everybody, employee-wise, was on Defiance's payroll, you know, and it was carrying a lot of the weight. So it's nice to get... Everybody on their own payroll now. Every store supporting themselves. Now we can kind of digest it and split it down and look at each store and be like, okay, here's what you need, you need, you need. Before it was like Defiance, you pay all the bills. We're going to open these two Finley stores. So
3: <laughs>
2: kind of nice to get it back to, to where it should be. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's exactly what it was, too. Hey, uh, I don't have any money, so why don't you send me some more money? And yeah. <laughs> while you're at it, send me about $50,000 worth of inventory and jewelry and firearms and tools and maybe some trailers, you know, it just a lot that goes out before it comes back in for sure
0: well let's slide over to something that's a little bit more fun to talk about other than business-wise stuff uh one thing that is a well i mean it's a landmark now let's talk about the bug tower and uh that and how we also have uh staggart yep uh, the deer out in finley like what gave you the idea to even put up a bug tower or anything like that? That was all rot. That's
2: all dad, yeah. That's his brainchild <laughs> it's <a> crazy idea. <laughs> well, before the bugs, well, there was an airplane
4: crashed in up front. Okay. It had like our logo on it. So I think it's just kind of whatever he would stumble across that he was like, Oh man, this is big and it's cool and I think I could do something with this. So And it's always always like really worked. You know, like as goofy as that stuff is, like, people love it. It like it works. And and the same thing, kinda of like that East conversation, like, you know, you could Put a billboard up and spend five thousand dollars on billboards, or you could stack Volkswagen Beetles five high for five thousand dollars. Right? So, you know what? Yeah, with that was Dad's brainchild. I think he stumbled across the bugs at a garage sale and bought them. And two we, months later, we had them stacked yeah. on top of each other. <laughs> One of our buddies, <laughs> some guy came, came in a
3: couple months ago and he was like, "Yeah, it was. It was at, He said it was at an auction." And he was bidding against your dad on all those.
4: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 98% sure it was at a garage sale, but everybody's got different stories. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I'm 90% sure. And everybody that comes in's got a story. <laughs> sometimes they're true and sometimes they're not. But.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's a fun image and it gets people talking. I mean, anybody in town, they may have never been to Pack Rats before. Didn't even know it was a pawn shop. But you say the bug tower, they know where the hell that is.
4: Yeah, and I've kind of taken it for granted. I've never, you know, to me, it was just like a crazy thing Dad did. I don't look at it like, man, this is really cool. This is like five. You know, I just. Right. So when people, like, come from two, three, four hours away to drive to see it, I'm like, what? You yeah, did? it's like a roadside attraction in Ohio Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> There's so, we're, oh, sorry, Curtis. A few months ago, that lady came from Michigan. Yeah. She, she saw the bug tower on a, a Volkswagen Facebook group, and she wanted to come check it out because she love Volkswagen bugs and we happened to have a Volkswagen bug in the parking lot for sale <laughs> in the car lot. So she came to see the bug tower and ended up buying a bug. Oh
0: really? Yeah. yeah. That's fun.
4: Yeah. So I think that's kind of a, a direction to that. And Kirsty Mack from the downtown um, visitors bureau kind of brought it up to us that she gets a lot of calls from a lot of other cities and communities, you know, saying, Oh, Hey, you're, you got the bug tower, you got the bug tower. And I'm like, I never thought of it like that. So we're moving forward. We we poured some concrete out there. and We're probably going to, like, put a little fence around it, maybe a plaque about where we got them, who put them up, when they were erected, and uh, maybe some merchandise for that tower and maybe, like, a podium where people could take pictures of it. And then maybe some some, like, events or opportunities for different artists to kind of submit bids to paint them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they need redone, but, like, the the question is, do I tear the old ones off and put new ones up with better bodies that can be painted, or do we stay with the old body styles? Like people think people really love the old body styles, but you can't find them anymore. So so I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of figure out what we're doing there. But I think we're, our goal is to kind of like further, um, I don't know. I guess I don't know the word I'm looking capitalize for. Capitalize. On. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just kind of pay more attention to them and, and make them... You know, people they're neat. They're, yeah, people want to take, yeah, probably, sure. probably take a picture with it and hashtag something or another, yada, yada, yada
0: with our sign in the background and, you know, stag art. I was going to say, and that led into stag art, um, which is a fixture of Finley West there. Uh, how did we end up with stag art?
4: So stag art came from, and I'm sorry if I'm talking too much. Go for <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I didn't come out here. I didn't aim to talk. I just feel like I know the answers for all this. I feel
2: like the questions are directed at me. I don't you know I mean, oh, i've looked this way a couple times yeah. to trying to get him included dig <laughs> <Take> it man <laughs> so casey bought staggart or the deer out in front of uh, integrity ford when they kind of closed up shop and we hauled it on a flatbed trailer um, got some permits had uh had it thrown up in a couple days right i mean i, don't th- I think yeah well a actually he hung project. out he, uh
4: fiber came and painted him on spruce street oh, yeah. fiber yeah. came and uh forget about that part. came and painted him at spruce street i said you know obviously a, a big old Brown white tailed deer is not as cool as a psychedelic uh, white tailed deer. And obviously, fiber does a shit ton of work for us at all of our stores, which is like a huge draw, I think, for. That was going to be one of the other yeah. things. Yeah. So, yeah, so anytime we can get whatever. fiber to do anything,
2: we're like, hey, man, just here's this big ass deer painting. He's like, hell yeah, I'll do that. So, that thing gets traffic all right. day long. It's going to be a bug tower sooner or later.
4: Yeah, sooner or later. Like, I mean, I, it just, it was kind of like. Paying homage to dad, like, okay, here's my story. Here's what I did. Here's what I wanted to do. But it's also going to have, like, a touch of you or, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. this is – and that I, I, I things are – people stop and take pictures of that thing all the time. So, and the plan is next year. I've wanted to do it, wanted to do it, wanted to do it, haven't done it. But, like, the bug tower, hopefully – LED lights, big star on top, Christmas tree for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Stag art, hopefully, like a couple deer behind them with a big-ass sleigh and Santa like looking like Rudolph (laughs) coming out off the road. So Mm -hmm. hopefully we can kind of incorporate some of the holiday stuff in that stuff next
0: year. I was trying to come up with the other day with something for Finley East. Like, what is Finley East thing? And I couldn't come up with anything. And I wish to God that you still had those Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah. Because mm. you could just get fiber to just paint those back yeah. up, and those would have been perfect. Well, for they it. never were for sale until they were for sale.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, then things are for sale, guys. Like, you, know, you take 3500 Like, yes, they're, they're for sale. Let me load them for you. I mean, they had like four broken fingers. Oh, and, yeah. But then the they guys. Time to go. Yeah, but then, you know, I think we ended up netting 2500 because he stole an ounce of platinum from us. So. <laughs> Went
0: <What> to <the> hell. <laughs> yeah, long story. But, uh, <laughs>
3: yeah. What about. Odd question. The pigs? Where did those oh, yeah. go? And they're not their, for sale. But I did
4: see them. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I never even thought about it because I was gone. Obviously, when mm. the when the when the door happened, but I was out back the other day, and they're all three of them were tied down to a pallet underneath the awning. I was good. like, oh, good,
1: good, yeah,
3: good, yeah. I used to, people used to ask, "Well, I'm for the pigs." I'm Everybody, like, no, nope. nope. neither one sure. of them even have
2: toes left. They're yeah. all <laughs> missing toes, and they boots wouldn't even those be th- sold for 4,500. I don't think those things are special. i would mean, probably take 2,500.
0: Right? Well, did you guys ever take the, like, Do you take those in every night? or No. no I can't believe nobody there. ever stole them. I was going to say, people ask for them all the time. Nobody stole them? Yeah,
2: yeah.
4: because they're liftable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, but that's, we're just great communities. You know <laughs> <what> I'm saying? <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I wish somebody would steal these stupid things.
3: <laughs> the old camera.
4: They were great doorstops. stops. <laughs> yeah.
3: Hold that's that's exactly what
4: they were. But yeah, yeah, they're laying on, uh, I seen the other day because there were signs that came off the building. And they're on a pallet, and then next to the pallet
0: is a pallet full of pigs all tied down. I'm like, oh, that's where those are at. Well, like we mentioned, we got a brand new front on the Defiance store. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got the huge, huge area of windows and stuff, which I love natural light and being able to see that in the store now. I mean, we're also going to see a change to the entire outside, aren't we?
4: Yeah. Um, And obviously, that's another thing that you don't see like direct numbers from, like you don't do that and then mm-hmm. say, oh, okay, well, I can contribute all this new business to this front. You just do it. And you know, it's one of those things that I think further solidifies us in our area as the shop. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've worked out of a cardboard box for 15, 16 years. So even out of, you know, the architect, when he came over to, to kind of draw up plans, he's like, where do I, where do I come in at? Where, where's Where's your entrance? We just take for granted that everybody there. It's been a customer 15 years. Everybody knows where you come in. Oh, Everybody yeah. knows the door. And I was like, you know, I didn't realize it was that bad. He's like, that's because you work inside 10 hours a day. You're not outside. He's like, your inside looks great because you're in here and you're constantly looking. What can I change? What can I move? What can I add? What can I? He's like, inside great, but I never knew it looked like this from outside. So that kind of, I was like, you know, and then I started looking at it coming into work and I was like, man, this thing looks like a piece of shit, man. It's like <laughs> red and tan and like, you know, colors from 2006, obviously when we built it and oblong, it's like 210 foot long. Cause we did all these stupid, adi- not stupid additions, but right. these additions, it doesn't look proportional, you know? And I'm like, what, nothing separates us from anybody else outside. Obviously inside we're way different than anybody else. Employees, inventory, yada, 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 we're, Way different. I mean, I feel like we're heads and tails above everybody else. But outside, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to go in this place. It's not very approachable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're driving by, and you know, you hear all the shit about a pawn shop, yada yada yada, and then all of a sudden, you, know, you got your kids in your cars. You're not stopping. You're not gonna. You're gonna stop first, and then maybe bring the kids back later if you like what you see. But now with the arch, with the windows. You know, it's just a lot more approachable. It's a lot more professional, friendly. I And I think one thing I kind of picked up from Finley, too, is like we leave those lights on in that showroom at night on purpose in Finley. You know, if you're driving, if you're at supper, we're closed, and you drive through and you see the lights, you pull in and you look through and you're like, man, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. We need to come back tomorrow. Defiance never had that. We never felt like we needed it. I think we kind of like got half cocky. We were like, oh, we're here. You know, we're, we, we do fine. Just, you kind of get complacent. So putting them windows in, we leave our lights on tonight. And it looks really good from the road. Of course, you can see Fiber's big old graffiti wall oh, yeah. kind of hit you in the face from the road. And, you know, once we get the front done and get the signage done, you might have new people pulling in all the time. Like, man, I need to come back tomorrow and check this out. So I think it's just a further like, you know, I complacency is probably the best way to put it you know you've just gotten content doing what we do and being as busy as we are but you i think we still leave some stuff on the table so it's nice to kind of solidify us a little bit more in this area and then it's also nice before we expand and get other stores, and other stores we make sure that our main one's taken care of and make sure everything is dotted and teaser crossed before we move anywhere else that we got everything yeah that was up. a
2: much needed upgrade i know much the first needed. day i walked or Drove in, yeah. You know, I'm driving from Finley, it's an hour drive. And as soon as I turned in the parking lot, I was like, Oh my gosh, Say what? I, can't, I can't believe this Excuse is what it actually me. looks like. You no, know, because it, the, that was just the glass, the glass being yeah. in there, the light on. I'm like, And oh, it's not shit. even that big.
4: No, like the glass, I think it's only like 20 foot, so it's not like overwhelmingly big. You know, when we first had the footprint before the arch was built, I was like, Damn, this isn't big enough. This isn't going to look right. But then that arch is like so big. And it protrudes so much, it's like okay, it's perfect. Them architects know what they're doing. All that schooling <laughs> and all that money. But at first, I was like, shit, this ain't big enough. But it's plenty big. Leave glass at awesome. our door. Leave her, you know, the black frame and the windows, the floor-to-the-ceiling windows. And then we got the security gate that rolls over it at night. And I mean, it's just like, I mean, I had a lady tell me like it's like the Menards of pawn shops. I'm like, you're damn right it is. And it was a, is.
3: Was a lady walked in the door Friday? She walks in the door and she looks around. And she goes. Is this still pack rats? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah,
4: because it definitely doesn't feel that way. Like, it gives it a whole new spin. Obviously, like, again, it's hard to justify that expenditure because you can't say that it's going to return this or not going to return that. But I think even just from a morale standpoint of the staff and the team to go into a place of work like that that looks like that, especially once we get all the material up, the new sign from Toledo sign, all 3D block lit up, Paint the building, because we're going to paint the building, change the colors on the outside once, obviously, the weather's fit enough to paint. But I just think from a morale standpoint, I know me, myself, when I walk into it, I feel a lot better because I'm like, okay,
2: I feel good about this is my place. It's nice to see some sunshine inside the building, too. Oh, absolutely. I, I had to wear sunglasses the other day behind the couch. I know when, when I was right. at right. Finley for the first couple of months, I was like, man, this feels so much better to be able to see the light changing outside and, you know, seeing people walk in the door or seeing if somebody's outside looking at something, you can walk out and help them. It, it's, right. it's huge just for my mental.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we just sit at there and stare at the camera because we got a camera that looks out <laughs> over like obviously the driveway and the door and the entry and all that stuff. And we're just like, uh, I think we uh, got somebody sunny coming outside. Guys. Yeah. So. And not, but you know, one disadvantage, I mean, I mean this in a joking manner, but uh, I can't hide from people as easy now because there's a window. And like, as soon as I start running for the back, they can see me run because there's windows. But before I'd see a camera and I'd see a car pulling. I'm really good with cars. So I'm like, oh shit, that's so and so. I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't do that so much no more. It's pretty transparent. So I got to just hang around, and talk keeps
0: to you everybody. honest, huh? Right. Keep me All right. Well, I, I think that's going to kind of wrap up what we were talking about here for now. Everybody that's here, uh, to my left, you can say your name. Vince Rodriguez. And what, What uh, do you guys have titles? Or no. What, no. I'm pretty, pretty, uh, pretty much open. Vince Rodriguez. We're
4: not that self-centered. No. We're just all part of the team.
0: And then we got? Curtis Agner. Curtis Agner. I do refer to him as Murph Cat a lot because that's what I've known him since forever. I'm trying to get into the Curtis. <laughs> Kurt Cat. Kurt Cat. I,
3: I like the Cat, though. I really Kurt like the Murph Cat, Murf cat I mean, you can call me whatever you want. Just talk. don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis is, is like
4: uh The um, store-wide eating champion of all.
3: Oh. All
4: eats.
0: Oh. I
3: I will mess up. (laughs) (laughs) I will mess up a long job. And then the
0: man that you've been hearing. Sounds like something that happens at
3: a love station.
0: (laughs) woo The man that you've been hearing talking the most. Yeah, that's me. Casey. (laughs) Casey. Darrow. Yeah. And then uh, I was Adam Ball. So, uh, you know, until next time, guys.